Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. If you ever find me anywhere in the middle of the woods, as my two best friends, I will tell you now, someone has fucking murdered me, dragged my corpse there, and tried to hide it. (laughs) I will never go in the woods on purpose. There are bugs there. And I'm the worst witch you'll ever imagine because it's icky and hot and I don't want to. So I assure you, if you ever find me picking nettles or anything like that, either I've been brainwashed into a cult or I'm fucking dead. Words of wisdom from the author of Kitchen Table Magic. Magic, exactly. (laughs) Kitchen Table Magic. We can do magic (laughs) from, yeah, Kitchen Tables, which are in the house, by the way. (laughs) Not outside. Fuck your teas. Fuck your herbs. We're going to just sit around my goddamn table. And You know what's great about this burdock tea is that I didn't make it. I bought it because I'm a grown ass woman who can do that without going into the woods and harvesting. Can you imagine me harvesting anyway? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. We got caught. Mom's here. <laughs> Everybody's all mom's here. We got caught. We are recording. It's the fuzz. We're in Dutch with the bomb. Yeah, she's over here going, are you recording? I'm like, yeah, we're recording. Good, good luck, Kendra. We love y'all. <laughs> we, we've gotten some hand gestures from our audio engineer. Um, our, producer our producer has decided what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> Throw everything in the grass. Drop your shit. Words of wisdom from the kitchen table. Kitchen table. The author of kitchen Wait, table, table is not a picnic table. All right. Thank you very much. I have my copy right here. Hey, thanks. I wrote yeah. that. Yeah, that's what I do. I write shit. That's gonna be. I need that to be my new tagline on my website. Instead of tarot authentically, it'll be. That's what I do. I write shit. <laughs> Um, And on that note, everybody, in case you were wondering which episode that we're talking about, we're talking about Into the Mystic Part 2. Weird, weird segue. Weird, but... Was it really a segue or did we just sham that stuff together? Yeah, we just we shammed we, it together. We, well, we just started it. recording. Right, yeah. We just started right. recording because somebody said, get, get this, get this. And welcome <laughs> to another episode of Card Slingers. Where yeah, we, we're we having a day. Do stuff. I think, well, and I'm, I'm having a day. And I think that within the energy of us, like I, I tend to be the more center vocal person. Would you not agree? You, you oh. did this. So I did. Go <laughs> on. And so when I'm feeling weird, I'm dragging all of you with me into crazy town. Let's, let's all Where are we going and remind our listeners that we are both, that all three of us are fire signs. Yes. All the, the whole representation of the fire signs. Which is how you dragged me from depressed into goofy. So thank you. You are welcome. That's our job. Yeah. <clears throat> um, your job in seventh grade would be to have handed me something called a fortune teller or cootie catcher that would have in it the names of four of the cutest boys or girls in the school. And if I happened to land on it, they would marry me. And I would spend my life miserable as a turkey farmer's wife. But I didn't know that in the seventh grade. 
So fortune tellers or cootie catchers, which apparently they're called up on the West Coast, um, is a folded piece of paper. It's a div- divination device. Um, you you fold it. I don't know. You have to look it up. You'll have yeah, to look yeah. up how to fold it because explaining it is a pain in the ass. It's an origami <laughs> thing that I did in junior, sure. or not junior high, but um, elementary school. Oh, I we never, did in junior high. I never learned how to fold it though, but everybody would write in it the numbers, the colors, the et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So you pick the numbers. And then you you go that many times back and forth, and then you pick the color, and you spell out the color and go that many. And then you pick up a flap after you pick another thing, and then under that flap is the person you're going to marry. Or it gave you fortunes, like Hillary's nose is going to fall off, or Jamie's ear. I don't know why I'm going for body parts falling off, but like you will become a world-famous drag queen, or you will whatever solid and anyway so that was the first kind of divination that a lot of us ran into i think it was my second because the first one was mash yes i never yes. did and mash I, so yeah mash oh, the concept of mash is fascinating yeah. to me take it jammers i loved mash because not only did i play that a lot in um grade school i did it the other like last weekend with friends because a friend of mine was like i got a new crush and i'm like we need to do mash yeah, we need to check this shit out. Yeah. So so MASH is an acronym for mansion, attic, shack, or a house. And you can kind of play with the the acronyms and, you know, like just instead of an apartment, put something else in. But it was always mansion, attic, shack, house for me. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you do is you pick, like, again, you could do four. I, I always did four, but, you know, something about names. Again, it's you pick four names of a person you might marry or might date or et cetera. And then you pick four cars that you might want in your life Mm -hmm. and a random assortment, a random number of like pets or animals. Like, you know, you ask for four numbers, like zero, one, two, three, or, you know, 15, two, none, you know, et cetera. And then you do this as a square. And in the center, you draw a spiral Mm -hmm. and then you count. The lines. So, like, if I do, that's and like the one, person, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. The person who's getting divined on is the one who tells the spiral drawler when to stop. Stop. So it's right. completely kind of random. Yeah. And then you start at mash and you count out those numbers. So, like, if my spiral set eight, I'd go mash or I'd go mansion, attic, shack, house. Okay. All of those things are in the future possibilities. And you go either clockwise or counterclockwise. With me, I, it's always clockwise just because mm-hmm. that's what I do and then let's say we've got the cars so then you count eight you know four more things up oh, the motorcycles out so you cross that out so the last number you cross out a thing until you have one item left in each of those four sides of the square so and, yeah and that's your future so you could end up living in a 45 year old trailer park in the back of your parents house with 17 cats married to the girl who sits next to you in chem class. Yep. And I did this for a friend last weekend who told us about a crush. We came up with three other random names, just whatever. And I, you know, we did this and I'm not going to reveal what we had, but I kept the paper just in the case that if this, does, case. Come, this does come true one day, I can pull it out at, you know, either some holiday or birthday, or if they do get married, you know, oh my God. that, that wedding, uh, go, oh my God. we did all these years it's ago. So oh my God. Oh my God, yeah. Becky. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So, so you're going to end up marrying years. Ryan and you're going to live like in a mansion and then you're like totally going to like have like three dogs or whatever. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
Yeah, that's that was its explicit use was to figure out who you're going to marry and where you're going to live and what you're going to do. Yeah, but, or, or like what or like what cars you're going to drive and how. Yeah, much exactly. Are you going to have like a Toyota or a BMW? And now that I'm older and I know that BMW drivers are mostly dickheads, um, I would prefer a Toyota. But <laughs> I, apology, BMW is not a sponsor of the show and never will be. Um, so, but I think that those are really, it's kind of a silly game. And, but it, what it was, was divination. We were sitting there as children trying to divine our future. The other things that we used, because you guys know I'm country is a biscuit, is we would do like, um, if somebody was pregnant, we would do the, the ring on a string thing. And it would say if it was a boy or girl, which is pendulum magic. Oh. Um, when we planted seeds, we would push our hands down to make a five pointed star and say a prayer for growth totally like magic and and kind of divination in that you're looking for a new crop the almanac is full of this shit the farmer's Farmer's almanac Almanac, which was used like a second bible in my grandfather's house because he had cattle and um in a garden like a huge ass like garden isn't really the word like a half of a football field of stuff i used to have to weed um, so, you know, and he had fields of hay and stuff like that. And he would read, he would, he would bring in his crops according to the moon, according to the seasons. Like there's a lot of divination in my past that I only see when I'm looking backwards and going, Oh, Grimo is a witch. Oh shit. So, um, yeah. So that's our earliest kind. I'm trying to think. Oh, I've got tons. I've got like, yeah, ridic- go. like well, ridiculous go. Go amount. Like <clears throat> my my poor English uh, Anglican mother. I'm just like witch. But she. <laughs> some <laughs> of the things like what you were saying. Looking back, my first Ouija board, my first spirit board, was something that she taught me how to make. Uh, because she didn't want to buy the Parker Brothers um, version of the Ouija board game. Oh, there she goes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right to hands. That's ridiculous. So <laughs> Melissa just held up her copy of the Ouija board. Um, I have a beautiful spirit board yeah. now that I got from um, Fiendies. Um, which is a woodworking shop that um, now is no longer in existence, but their patterns and designs are now owned by Pandora Witch Shop. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can buy really, really pretty spirit boards if you want to. But my first one was made, my mom taught me how to make it out of scraps of oh, pieces uh- of paper. And so you just put the alphabet, um, each letter of the alphabet onto a scrap of paper and you lay it out in a circle and you would use uh, a little like spirits glass or a little shot glass or an aperitif glass it had to be glass um, so that you could get the energy or the vibrations from your fingers you turn it upside down and you would use that as the planchette to move it around to the different letters to spell out the words um and then of course you could always put yes no goodbye um so that's my mom taught me how to make my first Ouija board when I was like around I don't know 13 14 years old and so I would put these little scraps of paper and like little aperitif glass into a little bag a little nice bag cloth bag and I would bring it over to sleepovers and that's how we would do 
our Ouija board and like scare each other and, you know, turn off and on the lights and everything. So that was really my first one. Mood mood rings, mood rings as well. Even though, even though, (laughs) just like, do you really need a mood ring to tell you how you're feeling? (laughs) They never worked for me because when I was a kid, mood rings needed actual body heat to kind of work off of. Was yours always black? yeah, mine was always black. Mine was always was black too. And then it would turn to the green old- and then it would always be yeah. green. <laughs> mine would oh. go bright blue um, because I run hot. And uh, the worst part is that I would lie like, because I didn't want to be the only kid who's, whose thing worked. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, I could see ghosts when I was a kid. A friend of ours committed suicide uh, when we were in eighth grade. And I saw him all the time. I saw him all the time. And then I told some kids I went to school with, I saw Chris and they started making fun of me. And then I was like, no, no, I lied. i never saw any dead people. So it's the same with the mood ring. It works so well. It would go this bright, brilliant blue that I would lie. And I put a piece of paper between my finger and the ring so that it wouldn't change color. Wow. I have never heard of anyone being in denial you know, like mood mood ring denial, but I can understand why, because I mean, it's like the yeah. whole thing where we're kids and we know what we know, and we see what we see. And then as we start to grow older and we're just like, Ooh, I'm not like everybody else. Let me be like everybody else. So I can feel normal. And then, mm-hmm. and then we almost lock away those, those gifts. And then we yeah. spend the rest of our adult lives getting back to that. I haven't thought about that in years. <laughs> <sighs> Which um, is why cootie catchers, mash, and all this stuff is so awesome to go back to because it is. It, it is. It is I the mean, gateway. And just because we brought it up, um, if uh, this is a rough time for a lot of people. And if anybody is struggling and wants someone to talk to, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. Uh, my friend Chris died in... 1988 and i am convinced that had he waited around for grunge music to come along he would have been he would be here with us still Mm. so there's always something around the corner that is just for you that's going to make you smile um so 800-273-8255 call if you need somebody um but yeah so um i think that our our gent like you said it's a gatekeeping thing it's it's a thing and it, and i think it's kind of like when i tell folks if you work in an office and you want to know if there are witchy people about buy a really nice crystal and put it on your desk and the people who are muggles and i say that understanding that daniel radcliffe wrote the harry potter books because jk rowling is a very sad and confused turf um but if you are if you have a muggle person they're going to pick up the crystal and say isn't that pretty and if you have somebody who's witchy, they're going to go, oh, is that labradorite? Oh, do you know that that's really good for, and that's how you'll be able to find your people. And I think it's the same way with the other divination games. If they're totally into light as a feather, stiff as a board, oh, which is an oh, early magic trick. Oh. And if then you'll know that maybe they're into automatic writing, which is talking to your spirit guides and letting them write through your hand. So yeah, that that little baby. light as a feather, stiff as a board works. <laughs> it works. It, it does. It absolutely we, works. we have to play it next time we all get together oh, because yeah, because I sprained my I finger. My <laughs> I cannot tell you the amount of dirty jokes we used while we were doing that fingering our friend. Wow, Jesus Christ! There it is. Hey, she I was, was the first, like thirteen. So give me a break. Um, does anyone um, remember the fish? 
yes, the, plastic the, the, fish yes. that would tell your fortune. I have one of those somewhere. No. Okay. Jamie, do yes. you want to explain that one? This sounds made up. It's, um, not, go ahead. it's, it's like, it's a, it's like plastic fish. It's like plasticine. Yeah, it's like a very thin paper, but not paper, laminated, but not laminated. Um, yeah. Red usually fish. shaped like a fish. Like, usually yeah. red and shaped like a fish. And depending mm-hmm. um, so you, you would lay it flat on your hand and depending on how it would curl or furl itself, um, you would then go to like the little piece of paper or the guide that went with it to say like what the yeah. fortune read based on the shape that it made. Right. Yeah. I, I learned it like you put it in between both your hands just to kind of warm That's it up and then quick and then, put, you know, quickly remove one of the hands to see what it does. Well, and, and I, I remember, remember what it says. If you blew out um, dandelion puff, you're supposed mm-hmm. to make a wish. Yeah, make a wish on that. Big huge deal. You had to get as many of them as you can. Or like, what was the part where, like, if there was a um, the yellow dandelion part where if you hold it under your chin, you make that makes you like yellow. butter. Or yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah all these and all honestly, these folklore if you're things. Have a div- divination so thing with much butter. Fun. Can it be better than or like with dandelions? Could it be better than you like butter? I wonder if that was the original thing. Because who cares if you like butter? I don't. Yeah. It's delicious and far <laughs> superior to margarine. But for 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 me, it's just you know it goes hand in hand with a lot of the folklore that we've got around yeah. the world, like the old scary stories to tell in the dark books and everything. Which I re- just bought all those copies back yeah. in twenty. I it's just it's fun and divination is a fun or it starts out with fun games. Yeah, And then it just teaches you to honor your inner um, intuition and your intentions and hone it to a point where eventually you either become fortune tellers and tarot readers like us or magic users. And I think that element of playfulness that came with it should stick around. You know, I a tarot reader without a playful side makes my ass twitch because I don't need that heavy, like, you know... It's, it's really Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost, right? There's the before and after for Otome. <clears throat> and she's this is one of my favorite characters in film. And, and Whoopi Goldberg is my favorite actress and always has been. I almost watched Star Trek because of her. That's how much I like her, but I couldn't quite. But I do love her. But in the beginning, before she was an authentic, an authentic reader who could authentically hear folks, right? Before she turned that on, she was faking readings and she was like, going into a chant she had the heavy curtains and she had all of that shit and and it was just a show it was theatrics it was a play and then afterwards after you know patrick swayze may he rest in peace um invaded her life and opened her channel so to speak her readings were like you in danger girl like that's authentic it's real it's it's playful it's herself you know that's how readings are supposed to be so mm. i think holding on to that playfulness also when you i never heard of the red plastic divination fish the only divination i know is when you cut a fish open and you interpret the entrails so i was like who the fuck let you do that when you were kids <laughs> that is messed up but jesus I mean, christ that's, that's, just that's a really good point not the fish entrails part but the um, the the, the play <laughs> not the fish entrails part. Um, the part of it where it's like the playfulness. Uh, I mean, people have to understand that tarot wasn't originally supposed to be for divination. It was a card game similar to bridge, only until around the 17th century, with the French philosopher Atelier, 
did it really become the divination system instead of uh, the playing card game? Yeah. So it took a man to make it hoity toity and, you know, this is not a women's parlor trick. This is, you know, a spiritual book that contains everything in it. But yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> sorry. Gestures. I got snarky. Go figure. I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're right. I, and the thing is, is that like Carrie Paris, who's devoted her life pretty much to divination, right? Um, tipped me off to the fact to look around and see what is folk magic and folk divination and what is high magic and high divination and you know it's dudes it's white dudes let's just say it patriarchy is a thing that exists so a lot of these little fun things that we did when we were younger are women's stuff and their folk stuff and that means less polished and not in museums and shit like that well it used to fuck them but what else did we have on the list? We've got, we did the cootie catchers. We did. We wanted to talk about runes a little bit um, because I know that we have someone that is uh, a runes person listening to the podcast. Honestly, I don't mm-hmm. really want to talk about it because I'm not as familiar with runes as I would like to be. Um, I do mm. honor it. Um, I'm trying to learn it, um, but I don't really use it as much as I use the tarot. So I did take a lesson on it in or not a lesson a whole class um for the most part in 2020 but i found that i don't want to use it for divination to me it is more of a language Mm. and a magical style so i even though i've got a couple of rune sets because i mean come on divination is just gimme 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 you know i want everything but yep magpie (laughs) and the magpie oracle by carrie paris is also (laughs) (laughs) but But, um, runes for me is better for like using it in magic for making sigils and communication and that sort of thing. So even though I, I have learned some of the Nordic, um, poems and I have learned them as far as divination goes, it's not calling me to be used as that, you know, let's pull a a rune and see what you have for the day. For me, it's just use this in your magical language. Mm -hmm. Use this. I tried to learn. My friend Allie uh, was going to teach me and she had this really beautiful, I think it was like, what's the magnetic black rock? Hematite. um, Yeah, it was hematite, but it wasn't magnetic. It's a beautiful deck or whatever of, what is it? A stack stack of runes bag. Yeah, it's a beautiful bag of runes, set of runes. And I picked two of them at random and held them in my hand. I went, huh? And she goes, those mean no and stop. I don't think this is for you. (laughs) And I'm like, fair enough. So I don't do runes either, but I'm sure you could find lots of people who do. Um, Are we wrapping? Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. Um, One thing I would encourage our listeners to do, you have homework this week. I want you to find some playful divination and tell me about it. Um, It can be as easy as reaching into your purse and deciding that if you touch your lipstick first, then this will happen. If you touch your Burt's Bees, then this will happen. It can be as detailed as making your own spirit board like Hillary's mom taught her how to do. Um, But do your own playful divination and then get back to us and let us know how it works. Bibliomancy too. We didn't even yeah, talk. Really we didn't amazing. even talk about that. But uh, that's such an well, easy one. Well, we kind of mentioned it. We kind well, but we kind of really mentioned easy. it a little bit with the Almamax. But yeah, in bibliomancy, you just pull a book. Like Hillary's got what book is that? Hillary? Oh, this is Ask a Manager, which saves my my butt. Oh, hey. 
No, that's perfect. So, so, um, yeah. What, what should we know about it today? Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. And I'll use the book of candle magic by Madame Pamita, who's a good friend. (laughs) All right. So tell me something I need to know about today, ladies. If, all, all right, right. I've, I've got mine right away because I just, so what What we're talking about with bibliomancy is you just kind of like shuffle the book almost with your thumb, whatever feels good to you, and then open to a page, um, point to, to something on the page, close your eyes, point, um, or read from where your thumb is on the page. I'm getting... If things have gotten to the point where the person's unhappiness is getting in the way of her doing her job, that's a different conversation. I like that. Oh, <laughs> right. that actually, that actually me, kind of applies a little bit to my life and some of the stuff going on. So thank you. Yeah. Let me read to, let me read from Pamita. I'm trying to do this randomly, which I'm not good at because I'm close like, your, close your eyes. Okay. Closing my <laughs> yeah, eyes. Close your eyes through. and flip through. Madam Pamita's oh, oh. candle magic. Uh, it's telling me about votive candles, which is very cool. Um, it's not, but not exactly. No, you're, yeah, I landed it. Okay, let me get a different book. <laughs> I was going to say this well, is no, uh, no, that's fine because, because it's a very see. the thing about that I like about Pamita's candle magic book is it tells you what are these candles, what do the ingredients do, how do I like how, care and keeping of my. Yeah. It's great. But what I like about okay. this is what Hillary said in accordance to you know maybe I need to light a candle, which I have lit one of the the candles. In my background, so I do have a votive lit. There okay. you go. So Terry Iacuso says, I bring to life the third first and second cards of the tarot, the magician and the high priestess. You brought together. I can't with tell her. you what else I did out there that night or what I saw in the vision that materialized. The wish I made on the wand is sacred and my secret to the grave. But I claim myself on my own force. I took the power that's rightfully mine. It was now time to go back and let life unfold, trusting that I would know what to do. Holy shit, Terry Iacuso. I'm, I'm rereading I'm March. rereading that right now. And so I know exactly that uh, that scene and that moment. Amazing. Okay, so what I love about that is number one, we got the synchronicity of YouTube kind of well, Hill or Hillary's rereading it you pulled from the book and it's talking about cards one and two, which in a way Hillary's manager book was card one, your votive candle was card two. And now we've got this nice little wrap up here on card three of pull everything together. I got goosebumps with it. And that's you how got the goosies. Works. You got the goosies. I got the goosers. This shit works folks. This is how, you know, you make magic. I, th- I right. think, I think the, the biggest points of this is anything can be a divination system. Anything can be meaningful, but you need to give it meaning. Yeah. Drop the mic. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.